On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about the Packers being officially back as they faced the Houston Texans in the preseason game number one. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. does this better than anybody. End zone, Cubs, touchdown! Unbelievable! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Diane. Hello, gents. Hey, 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 hey. Football. <laughs> it's it was one of those where it, it kind of snuck up on you a little bit. I, obviously, we've been watching training camp, we've been discussing it, but then just to see that shot of Lambo, I was like, "Oh, guys!" I wasn't very excited for Houston versus Green Bay with nobody really playing, but it's just so fun to a have a crowd, b to have football back, c where we're going to start right now to see finally Jordan Love after a year plus of hearing his name to actually see him throw a football. So quickly, 26-27, or 26-7, I wish, 27. 26-7, Houston, uh, competitive first half, which was really fun. And the second half is not necessarily uh, memorable, but none of these preseason games are. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love, though. I texted before, I think right after his third series where he got the touchdown past the hill. I thought he started his professional career about as well as he could have done. And Dan simultaneously was talking about, are we seeing the start of 60 straight years of football <laughs> you know played it. by quarter, Packer quarterbacks? But let's everybody's going to be talking about it for, for this whole preseason. How did we feel about this first glimpse of Jordan Love? I'll just jump in. I love that like most people on Twitter specifically were understanding the actual impact of week one of a preseason game because I enjoyed match nine men from the athletic just being like Orn, uh, Ray Nitschke field is now renamed to Orn Burks field. And, you know, we tweeted out, you know, Jordan loves about to make 60 straight years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. But everyone was saying, like, Jay Sternberger is about to give Rodgers a, a new weapon. I'm like, well, he, he's not new to the team at all. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> but I think everything we saw from Jordan Love was what you're hoping for. There were there were the glitches in the system, right? There was cohesion lacking amongst the players rotating in and out, which I don't really care about that part. What I really took some value from was, A, he had one real good drive, the touchdown drive, and that's where most of his stats came from. So while the stat line looks good, that was one drive, plenty of room to grow. But the throws that he made off balance and with different arm angles showed me that he can be that mobile quarterback um, that can make some plays for us. And if that's what we have in our backup, I'm pretty comfortable with that. And go ahead, Josh. That I, I, I was happy with what it was and plenty of room to grow from. Yeah, I mean you're you're spot on. It it was. It was a treat. I, I'll say it was a treat for a first preseason game, seeing Jordan Love finally play um, and him looking comfortable. He looked comfortable out there. Uh, he was dropping it down, you know, instead of holding on to the ball too long uh, early on. You know, he wasn't finding 
um, his open targets right away. So there were a lot of drop downs at first, but then you saw a couple downfield to Jace and uh, Funchess over the middle. Um, so, I mean, there you saw laser. I mean, you saw the ball come out of his hand real quick. Uh, so you see what coaches and people have been talking about finally. Um, so there's a lot of good, a lot of good to see out of Jordan Love. Um, obviously, it's playing against Houston Texans, third and fourth stringers. But, I mean, take it for what it is. Devin Funches looked good out there, too. I mean, a couple of I mean, these guys will be backups, but at least they're performing and they're showing up and they're doing something. We saw a lot of Funches. Yeah, I, 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 I found that say, a little yeah. weird. Yeah, eight targets, six receptions for 70 yards. Uh, I Here's my thoughts in a nutshell. Agree completely with you guys on Jordan Love. The thing I was excited about was I was worried that he was going to abandon the pocket because he has legs, and he stood in the pocket and moved up very, very nicely. I was really excited. If anything, he was trying to squeeze the ball in a little too much, and frankly, a majority of those probably could have been caught. Uh, the the Funchess kind of fourth down play, I think he was just like, how the hell did it get to me? Uh, but I think it was a matter of the Houston team knowing that there wasn't going to be an Aaron Jones. Uh, Dylan played minimal snaps. So really, it's they were focusing on love in this receiver core. And out of this receiver core that had everybody sitting, Funches was the the guy. He was the veteran leader that ran perfect routes and did what he needed to do. Because other than that, you had Malik Taylor. Uh, uh, Amari played a decent amount from the slot. So I think it was just a matter of Funches was the only kind of extended period in the NFL guy and Jordan Love found him and, and similar to Rogers, he stuck with what was working. I I will say I'm surprised we didn't see a, a few more of our wideouts uh, yes. just because they're not, they're not studs. You know, we have one stud wideout. We have, you know, maybe one stud tight end, you could say. Um, but really I think they all need work and I think they need work together um, I mean, I get Aaron Rodgers not being out there, but wide receivers and tight ends, there's a lot of communication they have with each other on blocking and route combinations. So a little surprised to not see a few more of our wideouts on the field. Let's name names because I'm going to do this for the defense, too. We sat a ton of guys and I watched a lot of games around the NFL and everyone's sitting a ton of guys. And it's an interesting approach with only three preseason games now. But uh, MVS and Lazard. I still think they should have gotten some reps, even if it's just the first drive. I think you get them out there. You never know if Love's going to have to get some real snaps. Um, but, yeah, Funches playing so much was weird to see. Malik Taylor got five catches. He was good in the run game. But I'm looking at the beat writers right now because I heard all this talk about Jawan Winfrey, and I don't see him on an injury report, but I sure didn't see him on the field yesterday either. Yeah, Begleton even showed up there, Foose, eh? <laughs> last year's crush <laughs> yes needed that one catch so badly for just my moral and, and just standing as a packer fan so i'm glad he got it I, and i don't think it's a good thing we saw a ton of funches like for funches i don't think it's a good thing no right? i, I mean, don't think that so they're either. willing to play him for three quarters in week one of the preseason it's like uh, your job's at risk buddy yeah and it's not you like you gotta show up or uh you're out probably. and if you're gonna well, would you admit or... that he showed up like would you admit yeah. that like that game he did. probably pushes them into the, the that five six territory that we're looking to keep. But if you're going to be that fifth or sixth guy, don't you have to contribute on special teams? And I didn't see him doing anything on special teams either. So I'm confused. I, I think he actually made Love look better on a couple throws where 
Funches had some in routes and he was settling into zone coverage over the top from the safeties and loved through it like it was a man route and he was going to keep coming and Funches still made the catch. So I think he covered up some of those things as a, a player of his caliber should be able to do. But um, yeah, like Josh said, you know, he's he's the best we got if you're going to sit those top three, four guys. So fine. Uh, but I'd like to see MBS and Lazard next week for sure. And I think the same thing goes with we can cover O-line or running backs, but I'm going to start with running backs. Kylan Hill getting the start and then the second guy coming off the bench being Patrick Taylor instead of Dexter Williams. I'm thinking for like the first three quarters, Dexter Williams is done. Like his time has passed here, which wouldn't be a surprise to too many people. Um, The way they featured Kylan Hill, they gave him five rushes, but he only got negative two yards out of it. I'm going to blame that on the offensive line. Uh, they gave him some pass catches. He had that 22-yard screen uh, for the only touchdown of the game. But then when Dexter got in, he actually got some yardage late in the game. So what I'd like to see from that running back position before I make a firm you know, statement on who the number three running back is, is Dexter starting next week. Like get him reps earlier in the game because he picked up actual yards. He went four for 32 with a long of 12. So all the rushes uh, picked up some some good yardage. Um, that one was intriguing. I thought they would have rotated them through earlier in the game a little more than what they did. Yeah, I mean, once again, this is third string running back, right? So bear with us. But well, and they got uh, Kylan on on kick return. Like that just yeah. may be the value add. Like there's your roster spot. Yeah, but uh, Kylan, I think he's got it. He just needs to not. He needs to keep his head up in the run game. Uh, he 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 chooses the hole too quickly right now, and then just gets eaten up. Now it was bad blocking uh, all night by our offensive line, um, but he he's got to keep his heads up because he he's very quick. He's very he can move laterally. Um, so take take a little note from uh, Mr. Jones in the backfield. I'd I'd almost like to see Hill be or I could see him being a James White character that New England uses for yeah. years where hey he will get rushes do not expect him to get any yards but he is a guy that will catch <laughs> and if you give him space on the outside when he got to the outside he he's got some wheels he yeah, looks more can yeah. roll so I could almost see it where Aaron Jones is the everything back Dylan is is a little bit of hands, but he's just going to use those big old thunder thighs. And then you have Hill be this James White character that this also keys is a key play that can he block? How is his blocking schemes? Because that's I mean, White does an amazing job at that. But I would view him as being that kind of guy of kick returns, backfield gadgety play, which if you already have Amari Rogers, how does that affect? Do you need two of those style of guys? But if he is a running back on this team as a third stringer, I would look at him as a James White character. And Packer fans are going to have to be okay of the rushing t- stats are not going to be pretty. But yeah, he looked like a natural on that screen pass. And credit to Josh Myers coming out from that center position and making a nice mm-hmm. block downfield. Isn't it weird that of the top three draft picks, Josh Myers is probably the one that's going to get talked about the most coming out of Week One? No, I'm not surprised. He he's a beast. Uh, he looks good and there's only upside. I mean, what a, what a, what an amazing pickup yet again on the offensive line for the Packers. Yeah. Seeing Lindsley go felt painful in the moment. And Lindsley is a great player. And I'm not saying Myers is a pro bowler, but to take a draft pick, you know, therefore cutting salary by $8 million a year and insert him as what looks to be the probable day one starter at the same position 
Smooth transition. Well done, front office. You might not yeah. get enough credit when the things go right, so well done on that one. Other than that, the offensive line needed work. I mean, they were all yeah. rotating. Nidgeman, yeah, a bunch of new guys, too. But Nidgeman. Mm, I was also thinking even Runyon looked slow and out of it. it yeah, just, he didn't have he was getting day. nowhere next level. And this, he's a guy that we thought, hey, he's a perfect depth guy. He's going to come in. He's a... He, he did not start this season very well. Yeah, I, I, not a great I day. On him. Yeah. With them rotating positions and everything, let's see how they build off of that. But not a great day for the O-line, and it can only get better. So positives. <laughs> well, there is no more positives because we're going to flip over to defense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, all out. It, we should say that there is an investigation going on by the Green Bay Police Department on the abuse put on Josh Jackson last night by the Texans. Uh, <laughs> there is very much I have the amount of, the amount of times you just saw 37. Like oh, you could almost tell me like, oh, shit, again, as he's oh, chasing down a wide receiver. And I, I the the cornerbacks in general, uh, John Charles Jackson, I, it not not the the start that you would want, but as Dan mentioned earlier, Burks played very very well. That kind of that defensive line for all being again second third stringers held the running game decent. Like it wasn't it was better than most times for Packers. So how do we feel about this defensive game by the Packers? Yeah, I'll start here. You know, there's a ton of positives. There's a ton of positives out of this defense. You know. One of the main reasons I think they just struggled, especially later in the game, was these guys haven't played together. A lot of these guys we just picked up. Um, a, a lot of them have, you know, coming off of injuries. Some of them, so it, it, it's a it's sort of a hodgepodge group put together. But like you said, Oren Burks actually played pretty decent. He was seeing the field pretty well. Um, I don't think he stands a chance to make the team still. So maybe this was just sort of a tryout film for him to. Uh, you know, sort of show other teams what he has. Um, but may, maybe he will. Maybe he will still make the team. But a couple players I want to point out right off the bat. We're just going to start on the D-line because I know we've been talking about it in would. the off season. T.J. Slayton. Oh, you're not good. starting with your guy. Yeah. I'm going to finish with him. But oh, yeah, T.J. Slayton looked good. He was he was taking on a couple double teams, actually quite a few double teams. That That guy is a beast. He's a big boy. And they played um, him in a couple different positions. Like he lined up over a tight end at one point out wide. Yep. yep. And he was still quick on it too. But, uh, and the guy who was lining up next to him a lot more than I had expected was Jack Heflin. The, the hefty, well, I can't even remember his nickname. Everybody will have to remind me. It's not the hefty lefty. <laughs> not the hefty lefty, but it'll work for right now. Um, but he also looked very good. He held his own. Uh, he, he had some push, uh, uh early on in the game. Um, but I'm, I'm actually interested to see how these two progress through camp and if Jack Heflin can actually make the team. Yeah. I, I don't know who on the Texans line was playing and wasn't playing, but I liked what I saw from Slayton and Heflin in, in the same breath. I, I thought it was weird that if Lowry got to sit, then why wasn't Lancaster sitting? And that just might have been like a numbers game. Like you need enough bodies out there. So maybe they'll let Lancaster sit week two and Lowry will have to play. But I would have liked to see Lowry out there from all sounds of it. At, you know, training camp, he's been playing a little better than normal, whatever that may mean. 
Um, and Barnes and Martin at middle linebacker, I don't think they're seasoned enough to be sitting in week one, especially with a new defensive scheme. But um, outside of a couple of things from the safety position, I mean, did you guys gather anything from the defensive scheme? It felt pretty vanilla. There wasn't really any blitzing going on. Yeah, very vanilla. Very vanilla. Yeah. They, I, had, I they had some all out blitzes here and there where they're bringing linebackers and safeties, but not a ton. Yeah, we we didn't really get to see much of Stokes, and I think either that could be a good thing. He was covering up his guy, and they had to go to the next read. Um, he he was in on a couple plays, but you couldn't really glean much from this game. But uh, what I did find interesting was just Henry Black and Vernon Scott were playing great as safeties. I I don't think they showed enough as you know we're capable to let Savage go down and play the star position, and and we'll go back on the back end with and back up uh, or play with Amos. Um, but they showed enough to be, you know, your third and fourth options. If if <clears throat> if a guy like Will Redmond, excuse me, is not going to pan out, um, the guy I wish we saw more of, Christian Upoff. You know, we're all hoping he can make a splash or two. Didn't really even see him splash on special teams just yet. It's just week one, but um, would love to see him make a couple plays. I think we're all excited about his athleticism and and his chance of making the roster. So, other than that, I I mean, yeah, Burst played well. Slayton, Hevlin. Outside of that, I, I don't know. Hey, hey, Shamar Jean Charles, the the rookie. Uh, he he was playing the slot. Uh, I mean, he's he's smaller, yeah, not, so he's got some growing to do, and he's not a well though. Yeah, <laughs> not but, not amazing. But, he had some athleticism. You saw some shining moments, you know, if he can just learn and keep gathering. I, I think he might be something might be a good contribution later in the year, possibly, because he yeah. he has the work ethic to possibly get there. Solid, you think he, solid practice squad guy. Solid practice squad guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because like, does he have enough to, to top Redmond, Chandon Sullivan, maybe even Cabion Ento, you know, who got the pick yeah, this probably, week? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for him. I'd love to have potential over what we've seen. But those guys that have three years in the league and have a new scheme, you know, that they might still be better than than what the rookies offer. So it's interesting. It was so disappointing to see Kevin King not able to play, but I know nobody's surprised by that. But outside of that, I mean, Ryan, you got anything else from the defense you're able to take away? No, I mean, it, it's, it's also tough because we had three turnovers. Um was only able to get, as we mentioned, that interception. So it just felt like when your offense really isn't moving the ball at all, a lot of pressure came on the defense. So I think a lot of people are going to look at those those points given up and say, oh, well, we gave up 26 points to Houston. It's just like, here's the thing is nobody's nobody's putting any pressure on the quarterback. Mm, yeah. The secondary played, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think that uh, – we would in any other world put up more than seven points again it's first week of preseason so i'm i'm not worried about it no yeah. i think that it was very interesting that there wasn't many players that were middle of the road you either played amazing or you played real real rough there wasn't many people that were just there uh and so it's something that lafleur is going to have to work through um i will say this before we kind of look ahead a little bit boys special teams is going to be a fucking issue again i can't believe we are doing this i I, this will now be our third year of the podcast and we have yet to have like a two-week span preseason regular season or postseason where it hasn't been a disaster i can't how is this possible how is this possible 
I, there was my last note on my page. The special team still sucks. Cool, cool. I'm done yelling about it. The players haven't changed. I mean, yes, we have a few different returners, but the people who are blocking, the people who are going down and tackling, they are the same backup players that have under, you know, they've underperformed throughout their year in Green Bay, and they're still here, and they're still on special teams. So, I mean – Maybe some of this will wrinkle itself out because maybe Oren Burks isn't on the team. Maybe Josh Jackson isn't on the team. So then we have to put new players in. I, I, but I'm right there with you. It doesn't make any sense. The confusion, the the, peop, the amount of people being scared, even Amari Rogers, the, after he made the fumble, he, he fair caught a ball when nobody was even around him within 20 yards. It's just like, come on, let's be confident. We know how to do this. Let's go out and per- execute. I do um, love the chance that they – got the opportunity to put him right back on the field and take another punt return after fumbling one. Like we, we still trust you. We're not going to bench you get right back out there do it again. And, and I, I will give them credit when you've got backups, you know, coming out to start the first quarter, your special teams is a hodgepodge out of the gate. Right. So just having to shift one down on a kickoff coverage or on a punt uh, coverage, it, the coverage was my most fearful part. They, they again were putting returns on us, but if you're rotating guys who are rotating positions, are they fully knowledgeable at like their responsibility in the lane that they're responsible for? I don't know. Yeah, the coach should be better than that. Maurice straight and we're looking at you, man. At least you're carrying around the iPad and like coaching your guys up on the sideline, not just you know questioning like who should have been on the field. You know, we didn't have a head count problem, but um, but even the punt in the yeah. end zone, we almost had a punt block. I mean, it's just like, oh come on. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. Just another uh, opportunity to grow. Got two more games to straighten it up. <laughs> so looking ahead, we'll, we'll for the preseason, just kind of do a recap after the game. Uh, and if something happens to be breaking, like we bring back Clay Matthews, uh, we'll do another oh. podcast. But Oh, we want to talk about that real quick? Uh. <laughs> oh, we want to talk about that real quick? So Aaron Rodgers, is this just – good old boys club and just like trying to do your friends a favor or are you trying to win championships like what are we doing here the the instagram start coming out randall cobb rogers bakhtiari bring back clay matthews well on the same side of the coin joe Schobert is traded for a sixth round pick where are the packers in a deal like that last year in the offseason we lose blake martinez we're looking for a replacement we can't afford 10 million dollars a year for joe Schobert. well here he is on the market for a sixth round pick and I don't hear anything about why the Packers aren't involved. Why wouldn't Rodgers be hitting Instagram right now saying, wow, a Pro Bowl middle linebacker was on the market for a six-round pick and the Packers didn't do it. I'm demanding a trade or I'm doing some dumb thing you know, via social media. But he wants his boy Clay Matthews back, who's 48 years old and could contribute like five snaps a game. That pissed me off. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And there's there's other options out there. Joe Schobert isn't the only one that teams are willing to trade away for a low round to save some money. He should have been crying for Jordan places. Hicks when he was so, still a free agent. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I When I first saw that, I thought it was a joke, but then it, everyone started jumping on board, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we got it, three, three Pro Bowl caliber, caliber players at outside linebacker, and he's like, bring back Clay Matthews for, what, $5 million a year? And you could have – uh, in the prime of his career, Joe Schobert for a six-round pick and not a people's yeah, And Jags are covering almost $4 million of his salary. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's free. It's like, here, take him. <laughs> At a position of need. 
<laughs> I do feel I do feel like it was just they're just poking the bear. They're just finding players and just poking the bear. Like I I just don't feel like it's uh, yeah tongue in cheek or did they really want yeah. it to happen? I I think it is tongue in cheek, but. It also is this weird thing of like read the room. Like it was really funny right. <laughs> in a way for Cobb, and and you got him. And I think that he actually can provide something for this offense. But at some point, it's just like that was real. That was a really fun ride. Now we're we're doing this again. Like I I'm I'm over it. But we will see a former Jaguar playing for the Packers as Blake Bortles will most likely get some action next week against the Jets as Jordan Love, breaking news. Yeah, he's available because Jordan Love will most likely be out. He had an MRI on his shoulder. It's all clean, all good to go, but most likely going to take this entire (laughs) week off. So we might get a Jaguar to sign with us uh, briefly to to throw the football around. Uh, But it's – the preseason is so tough to, to kind of determine. I'm just glad we got to see players that we've been really hoping to see. Funches we've had on the roster in some form or fashion for a year. Obviously, he opted out last year. It was good to see him. It was good to see Love drafting him, who was always third string and never really there. I mean, it's just finally putting names that you've heard within the organization in one way or another on the field. But it's just Dan, I, I forgot preseason. I, I forgot to ask, Dan, are you happy now that we know Love can at least throw the ball? Yeah, he, he can take a snap and, <laughs> and locate a man downfield. Good start. We're, we're, we're good to go. He, he looked better than, you know, I think what everyone had in the back of their heads just because of the off-the-field storyline. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. And I'm excited for a lot of these storylines to play out. And hopefully at the end of the day, it's just debating, you know, running back three, like you said, Josh. So the Packers will, again, be at Lambeau, uh, their last preseason at Lambeau, next Saturday afternoon, so 3.30 local time. So until then, everybody continue to stay healthy, uh, continue to not make any roster moves for a 38-year-old linebacker, uh, and we'll catch everybody on the flip side. Thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go! Oh!